The following program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 16th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy and keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guest I have in studio today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And if you don't catch the entire hour, which I hope you do, but you can always go to themoneyhour.com and listen into, listen to the podcast and um, of the show. My lineup for today, I have Vincent Humphrey with Humphrey & Associates. Hiring a good family law attorney, it really does matter. And that's the conversation I'm going to be having with Vince today. Uh, Back in studio uh, as well, Jennifer Black with Caring Transition Seattle. How downsizing your personal belongings can benefit others. And first time guest in studio, very excited to have a conversation with Jennifer Maloka with Woohoo! Woohoo! Consulting, redefining your story and how redesigning your story and your health and your mind affects not only your personal life, but also your professional life. And that's really what the show is about. It's about money, how to make money and why, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. And as always, let's go ahead and start out with the show with a little money chat. Money. Money. Right. Credit does affect my arena. You all know that I am uh, am mortgage experts. That's what I do day in and day out when I'm not here, uh, here on this uh, weekends with you guys. And I want to talk about credit scores and a few myths regarding uh, credit scores. So credit repair, I want to talk about that in debt consolidation. On credit repair is a process of working with reporting agencies and creditors to improve your credit report as a way of increasing your FICO score. Now, credit, credit report is uh, significant to consumers interested in receiving benefits of better credit competitive interest rates, and lower payments. Now, the Fair Credit Report Act, FCRA, establishes the rights to contact credit bureaus and dispute items on your credit report. One one dispute and inquiry is incorrect and incomplete and unable to verify. If they can't verify uh, these, these items, they have to actually delete and remove them from your credit report. So it's hard as a consumer to understand how the laws work. I have an attorney in studio today, and we're going to be talking about this on a different uh, side, not related to credit, but it's the same thing. Unless you understand how the act work, it's almost impossible for you to do it yourself. So my advice is to hire a credit repair company. Now, debt consolidation, it can be damaging to your credit score. Debt consolidation usually involves combining and consolidating multiple loans within a single loan, often with a lower monthly payment and a longer repayment term. But if you're using a debt consolidation or a loan consolidation company, this actually can be devastating to your credit scores because what they're doing is they're going and making 
uh, an agreement with the company to lower your rate, uh, lower the terms, different things to get those payments down. And what the company is actually doing is they're reporting that as a delinquent on your credit report. Now, if you're just consolidating the loans from one credit to another credit card, then that's okay and it's not going to affect your credit score. Now, average age of credit, uh, on the pie chart, I'm not going over the pie chart today, but I wanted to let you know that average age of credit represents 15% of the entire uh, credit scoring and how that works. What you don't want to do is you don't want to close out any accounts that are over two years old or established. These are called season accounts. The longer the account's been opened, the better that's impact it's going to have to your credit score. So a lot of times people think closing accounts out that they're not using is going to be good for your credit scores. It can have a very dramatic effect in a negative way, especially if you're closing out season cards. So closing out accounts will not help your score in most cases. It will actually do the exact opposite. 15% again of the credit score is based on the average age of the credit. The longer the history, the better it is for your, your credit score. Now, if you've got some challenging credit scores and you're trying to increase your credit score. Here's a little tip as well, an authorized user. If you've got a mom, dad, a brother, sister, someone that's okay putting you on the account, it doesn't mean they need to give you the actual card to go use it, but just making you as an authorized user. If that card is a seasoned account, that can be very helpful for your credit once you've been added onto that card. Now, don't pay off collections before consulting with someone. I know it sounds a little strange, right? If you owe money, you want to pay it off. But collections can actually have a dramatic impact on your credit score when you close the account. I just mentioned average age of credit, seasoned. Collections, they have a seasoned date. Once you close that account, then you've lost that season of when the original account opened when that collection is paid off. A little bit tricky here. So regarding a mortgage, what I would, um, unless you have to pay it off to qualify, a lot of times you do not. If you don't, what you want to do is pay that off at closing. If it's something that's going to be paid off, but you don't need it to actually approve for the mortgage, you're just going to pay it off at closing. And that way it's not going to affect your credit score because when they do a final credit poll, it's a soft poll and that's not going to affect your actual credit score itself. Um, now, another myth you may um, think that you're not responsible for credit debt if you uh, get divorced. If your name is on the loan, borrower, co-signer, you're responsible for that debt, even if you're divorced and your former spouse agreed to handle the debt for you. Your credit is on the line, so uh, lenders make an agreement with both you and jointly, and unfortunately, that agreement is between the two of you. So the only way that that would not be uh, affect you is if you actually have your name removed from that account. Now, last thing I want to go over is is a consumer credit score is not the same as what the lender score is. So many smart consumers will periodically check your credit report to see uh, the scores and verify accuracy of or any information that's displayed on the report and get a sense of what your risk rating might be. It is most common for people to check their ratings just before they take out a loan. Then comes the surprise. The credit score is different from what the bank pulls. This happens all the time. In fact, the two different, um, they're totally different credit uh, reports that are getting pulled. Uh, the score module is a formula that assigns points based on unknown information to predict an unknown future outcome. So banks use a different credit score 
There are banks use a different credit score formula or algorithm. The credit reports pulled by a consumer are different scoring algorithms that are pulled by the banks, lenders, and credit card companies. Sometimes they are unique algorithms depending on the separate modeling companies. Unique meaning a mortgage could pull from a different um, FICO Uh, algorithm than what your car uh, lender would be pulling for. So mortgage lenders have their own brand of a FICO score. Even your FICO from myficoscore.com and other consumer credit resources use different algorithms. Your mortgage credit score will be different. FICO has designed 53 different models of scores. They risk Uh, grade different industries such as mortgage, auto loan, insurance, student loans, and credit cards, as I mentioned before. So with many of the models, companies' credit uh, risk algorithms come in a wide variety of factors developed by many different modeling companies. Fair Isaac is the most prominent model, and their flagship algorithm is the FICO risk score and most widely known and used in the industry. Now, the three credit bureaus formed in strategically alliances to complete direct with FICO and developed an alternative, the Vantage Risk Scores. When a consumer pulls his or her credit score, they are most frequently viewing the Vantage version. Consumers need to contact the bureaus in order to see their report, and the bureaus choose to provide the ones that are cost, that cost less to produce, and the bureaus charge money to provide them. So the revenues with uh, having a FICO are just an extra royalty. So when the bank pulls a credit score in connection with the loan application, most frequently they are using the FICO version. FICO has, again, majority of different algorithms and different um, versions that they're going to be using. So it's a little bit confusing. Bottom line with your FICO score, it's really great to get online. Use the free resources to get an idea of what your credit looks like. Again, make sure that you don't have anything that should not be there. Get an idea of where the score is at, but just know when you go in to get a loan, you could see, I've seen as much as a 60 point difference in a FICO score from a consumer based report that's getting pulled versus the one that's actually being used for mortgage purposes. That's my money chat. Uh, Anything that you guys want to hear during my money chat, um, please feel free to reach out to the show 1-855-411-50 and provide your request. Coming up next to money are hiring a good family law attorney. Why does that matter? Vincent Humphreys with Humphrey and Associates right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Love to golf while supporting children and seniors in our community? Join us at the Seattle King County Realtors Charity Golf Tournament August 1st at Fairwood Golf and Country Club in Renton. Proceeds will benefit two of our most deserving local charities, Sound Generation Senior Services and the Burn Children's Recovery Foundation. This fundraiser is presented by Seattle King County Realtors Affiliates and Young Professionals Network. For more information and to sign up for your tea time, go to nwrealtor.com. Never imagined your marriage would be ending? Not sure if you're going to be the weekend parent? How long is the divorce process going to take and who can you trust? The attorneys at Humphrey & Associates understand that these are just a few questions that may be going through your mind. You're not alone, and they've helped many people in your same position. Their mission is to serve you while you get through this difficult time. Divorce and parenting plans are difficult enough. Working with an attorney shouldn't be. Humphrey & Associates is committed to providing affordable legal services that you can trust. You need good, solid legal advice that isn't going to cost a fortune. Worry no more. 
To schedule your free consultation, just call 206-946-8580 or go online to halegalteam.com. Hi, this is Vincent Humphrey. Go ahead and give us a call today at 206-946-8580 or you can reach us online at halegalteam.com. Again, that's 206-946-8580 or online at halegalteam.com. Love to hear from you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 16th show. I am committed to providing you knowledge needed to be successful in every area regarding your finances. Knowledge is power, and that's what you'll receive from listening to my show. If you're here are listening to my show at a different time. You're listening to a rebroadcast, but you can always call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or go online to the moneyhour.com. In studio right now, a regular contributor, he represents the arena of law, and that is Vincent Humphrey with Humphrey and His Show Associates. Vincent, thank you so much for joining me back in studio again. So glad to be here on this nice sunny day. It is a beautiful day. And a little bit about Vincent. Vincent is attorney with Humphrey and Associates, PLLC, which focuses on family law, real estate, and civil litigation. His passion is bringing justice and clarity to those in need. In 2015, Vincent was awarded Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year by Washington State Bar Association. He is the only one out of over 8,000 possible attorneys to gain this honor. And that's why I have him in studio and he represents law for us. Uh, Vincent holds a Juris Doctrine degree for the University of Idaho College of Law and a Bachelor's of Arts degree for University of Washington. He works with many different individuals from a variety of backgrounds. His experience allows him to work well in many different situations and a service first mentally allows him to break past the toughest scenarios. Currently, Vincent is the immediate past chair of the Washington Young Lawyers Committee, uh, where he leads a third of all the lawyers in Washington State for career development and enhancement. Vincent participates in a variety of legal organizations in King County where he mentors other lawyers and is interested in helping good people going through tough situations. I love that, Vincent. Good people going through tough situations. And I'm sure that we've got some listeners that are listening to the stu- the show right now that are in that situation. And I think this is just a really important uh, conversation that we're going to be having here in regards to uh, hiring a good family law attorney and whether it matters hiring versus trying to do it on your loan, on your own. So realistically, do all legal issues require you to hire an attorney, Vincent? And this to me is kind of the where most people start. You know, do I have to get an attorney? Is this something that I'm going to have to come out of pocket for? Or can I just do it on my own? And I would say, honestly, not all legal issues require an attorney. For instance, if this is a matter between you and a friend or a neighbor and it's over your bracelet, you know, probably not worthwhile mm-hmm. getting an attorney. But in the um, family law context, you would be surprised how a small issue can really blow up into something big. And it's hard to analyze on your own is this a big issue? Is this not a big issue? Mm-hmm. And so I would say a, a good rule of thumb is just using your judgment, saying, hey, is this something, if it turns out to be bigger than what I'm thinking, can I handle it? And a lot of yeah. times the answer is no, and yes. it's worth 
talking to somebody, a good attorney, uh, and not your best friend who says, oh, I've been through this before. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you should do. Yeah. Because again, as you would hear in calling around to different attorneys, well, everybody's situation is different. And that's not a sales tactic. It truly is the case because you've got how long have you been together? How yes. many children? What are your assets? Are there uh, abuse issues that are at play here? Are there other things? So all of that coming together in just your initial thought about do I really need an attorney yeah. for that? Well, Vincent, what if I have somebody listening going, you know what, I'm a really smart individual. I've got degrees and I, I know a lot about the law. And um, uh, so is it that complicated for a family law case? Right. Or that or that individual that's listening that says, yeah, I've watched all of Law and Order. I've there seen The go. Good Wife. There you and go. I've, I've watched some YouTube videos. Uh-huh. I think I'm good to go. Uh-huh. Uh, to that listener, I'd say there's really three barriers here um, that a lot of people don't think about. One is the paperwork side of it. I mean, I had, even this week, multiple conversations with different people that have come into my office, mm-hmm. and the paperwork all by itself can be daunting. Yes. Right? It seems simple in its initial form of, oh, we're just going to split, go our ways, and we've got a couple kids, a dog, and you know, a house, yeah. maybe some money and some retirement. However, to go through the legal process to make that work here in Washington State, there are so many different forms that you need to fill out. So that's kind of one issue. Do you have the right form? Yes. And the other is, did you fill it out right? How do you know? You don't want to get to court and have the judge say, you know, that's A, not the right form, or B, yeah, it's the right form, but you you did it wrong. So that's one huge barrier right there. And that kind of leads into the second, which is just the process. Do you know the rules Mm -hmm. of the game, right? If we were to play, you name it, sport, you need to know the rules. Just watching it on TV or seeing other people play in the street doesn't mean you know the rules. And law is very regimented with a lot of rules that you would need to abide by. And the third one that really gets missed is the emotional toll. I know we have somebody Mm -hmm. that's going to be talking about emotional healing and being whole, but really in the legal context, it is daunting from that standpoint. Sure. That even if you can get through the paperwork and you can figure out the procedure, the amount of stress and anxiety that that puts on you, on your mind, is in large part overwhelming and not factoring that in your peace of mind, mental yep. sanity comes at a cost. Yeah, I totally agree, agree, Vincent. And you just ended with it comes at a cost. So let's talk about that. We're talking, you're just talking about the emotional cost and the emotional um, uh, cost and stress to your body. Let's talk about the financial cost. I yeah. mean, that's got to be a pretty big <laughs> a, a risk in trying to do something yourself versus hiring an expert. You may be thinking, well, gosh, it's going to cost me all this money, but what's it going to cost if they don't do that and they try doing it on their own? And the answer to that is that it can cost so much more. Mm-hmm. One is you have to now... Uh, a recent example, I've got uh, a few clients that have come to me that have tried that, have gone a certain distance, if you will, in time, all all by themselves, and they've come to me and said, all right, how bad is it? And I'm looking at, you know, a mess of paperwork and situations and orders signed by judges and saying, you know, can I help you? Yes. Mm -hmm. However, you know, if we would have been able to work with you earlier, a lot of this could have been prevented but they didn't know. And yes. so that's that's one cost, right? The Kind of that doubling up cost of okay. saying, well, now I've got to go to an attorney. They have this fixed, you know, just maintenance, if you will, of your situation. And then the other cost, too, is just your own personal cost. How much mm-hmm. are you losing? Yeah. I, I mean, yes, I do a lot of family law, but any real area of law, if you're trying to do it on your own and you go to court and the judge tells you, I'm sorry, you didn't follow the rules correctly, you don't yes. even have a hearing and you've taken the entire day off and your kids are now with the babysitter because it's the summertime and you've got to go back and try to figure that out. Well, how much 
did you lose exactly. right, out of your own pocket? Whereas you could have said, well, maybe I should sit down and at least have a consultation. Yes, attorneys, some do it for free and some charge, mm-hmm. but how much would you lose if you do it wrong? Counting that other cost. Yes. And another cost, I guess kind of as a quick bonus, is if the other side has an attorney and you do it wrong, they can be granted attorney's fees. So you still may end up paying wow. for an attorney and it wasn't even yours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, I've a lot of the listeners to the show um, are entrepreneurs and, you know, we all know in, in uh, best practices is to find out how much every minute of our time cost us. So I, I totally, um, that makes total sense. So the importance of legal procedures when you're trying to represent yourself. Very important. Yeah. Very, very, very important. I mean, you've got the general rules that are there, and then you also have what a lot of people miss is county-specific has rules. So bringing a case in King County, family law, personal Mm -hmm. injury, real estate, bringing it in King County, they still follow the general rules, but because of the size and how the courts are made up, they also have county rules. So Snohomish is different than King, which is different than Pierce versus mm-hmm. Thurston, and I could go on and on. So those are other things for that individual that says, I want to do this on my own. Understanding that not only do you have the general rules, you also have the county-specific rules. And the courts, I hear it all the time when I'm in there from somebody that is unrepresented and says, well, I just don't know. Yeah. The judge or the judiciary, yeah, not at all. There's really really no sympathy there. They're Uh going to hold you to that. If you're stepping into this arena, they're going to hold you to have known all of those things. So let's talk on the other side. um, The other person has an attorney and you don't. That's a big disadvantage. It it can be. Okay. I would say, you know, and as I've said on the show before, what are your outcomes and goals? To the couple that says, you know what, we've been married. It's been six months. We don't have a time. We're you know, my, my spouse is going to hire an attorney mm-hmm. and we're just going to get this done. And we agree. That's a different scenario versus okay. we've been married for 35 plus years. It's now over. And I hate the air that you breathe uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I'm going to do this on my own. And mm-hmm. the other side has an attorney. Yeah. Very, different very, scenario. very different scenario. Mm-hmm. And I know those are kind of on two very different ends of the spectrums, but it's good to know what it is that your outcome is. And then also the potential for this not working out the way that you're thinking. So if you think I'm going to go into this and I'm going to be able to get it done on my own, maybe you're right. But if you're wrong, what does that mean? How much attorney's fees are you going to have to pay on the other side? If you do hire an attorney, now they're going to look at it. Whereas they would have said, maybe the retainer would have been X. Maybe now it's two X or three X. Or if you're staring down the barrel of trial and you say, Hey, we've got trial in a month and we've been fighting for the last you know year and a half. And now we're here. I need an attorney. Mm-hmm. Very different scenario because whatever firm that is going to have to go back and try to sort through all of that. So understanding what are your outcomes and if you are wrong, taking that time to think if I'm wrong, what does that mean? Because a yes. lot of people, especially our entrepreneurs, say, well, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. If I if I try hard enough, it's yeah. going to work. Maybe. Yes. But if not, what's next? It makes sense. So what about the result? And you know how that result, the ending result, can be different uh, representing yourself versus hiring that expert that understands the law? Yeah. And, and maybe you're maybe the result would be the exact same, right? Okay. We can even go that far. Maybe okay. the result would have been the same. All right. But you don't know that, right? Yes. And that's the other thing too, to say, okay, if I hired this attorney and I paid him or her, this firm, this amount of money, I could have gotten the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could have. I'm not going to debate that with you. Maybe you could have. But what you're unaware of 
is the spectrum of possibilities, yes. such as I said, hey, maybe that works out that way, but maybe not. Maybe you end up having to pay that attorney. Maybe you don't get to see your kids as much as you are thinking you are. Is this something that you would want? So it's an opportunity for you to assess the risks that are out there because you're treading on water and you don't know how deep that lake may be yeah. or how cold it is, if there's things under that surface that you are unaware of. So having that information readily available to you, whether or not you go for full representation, but just understanding what are my possible outcomes. Got it. So Vincent, should you just throw in the towel <laughs> when there's um, some really bad uh, evidence against you? <laughs> that, that makes me laugh because there's, you know, I, it, it sounds funny, but mm-hmm. people have come to me and they said, look, uh, I did it. I know this is attorney-client privilege, but there's some things. Yeah, it happened. (laughs) It it happened. I wasn't supposed to go there. I wasn't Uh supposed to do that. I did it. There's pictures. There's a video. Uh Some text messages. I lost my cool, or I just needed to vent, and I did that. Yeah. Uh, To that listener, whoever that may be, I would say it may not be as bad as you think because Mm -hmm. that's when those legal rules come in. It may be possible to keep that outside of the courtroom Mm -hmm. as maybe it's not relevant and that's where you get those objections and things that can come in to keep that out. So I would say don't throw in the towel. Just own up to that. Tell your attorney. Get an attorney and say, hey, look, I've got a hearing coming up. Judge said I wasn't supposed to do it. I did it. Uh What does that mean? Because there still may be a way for you to go around it. I, you know, I think it's just a Love perfect to golf way to take a commercial children and seniors because in our community. I, you know, well, I Join do, us I at the Seattle King County Realtors you know, Charity Golf Tournament right, you August 1st right. that at Fairwood Golf and Country Club in Renton. Proceeds will benefit two of our most report. deserving local charities. Sound Generation Senior Services and the Bruin Children's Recovery Foundation. This fundraiser is presented by Seattle King County Realtors affiliate Gorway Young Professional Network. For more information and to sign up for your tea time, go to mwrealtor.com. And I just really appreciate your legal advice. Always a pleasure to be here, Tina. Thank you. Coming up next on the Money Hour, how can downsizing your personal belongings benefit others? Well, we've got Jennifer Black back in studio with Caring Transition Seattle, right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Hi, this is Ian Tolmey with Caring Transition Seattle. Caring Transitions is the nation's largest professional network of estate sale, online auction, household relocation services. Whether you're moving across the country, around the corner, or simply downsizing and decluttering your home, Caring Transitions will reduce your mess and eliminate your stress. We're experts and we'll do what's right for your family. Call us today at 206-330-0878 or find us online at Caring Transitions Seattle. Thank you. Love to golf while supporting children and seniors in our community? Join us at the Seattle King County Realtors Charity Golf Tournament August 1st at Fairwood Golf and Country Club in Renton. Proceeds will benefit two of our most deserving local charities, Sound Generation Senior Services and the Burn Children's Recovery Foundation. This fundraiser is presented by Seattle King County Realtors Affiliates and Young Professionals Network. For more information and to sign up for your tea time, go to nwrealtor.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. 
Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, July 16th show. I provide you news on everything money, fresh information and market trends and conditions in our local economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 411150 or go online to themoneyhour.com if you want to chat with any of my guests, uh, myself, or you have any suggestions that you'd like to uh, bring in for future shows. Right now in studio, I have Jennifer Black with Caring Transitions uh, Seattle. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you. Missing Ian today. I, we are. He's uh, he's out and about doing some other things. So. Yeah, sometimes sometimes our men are busy doing other stuff. There you go. A uh, little bit about uh, Jennifer. Jennifer Bri- um, brings to Caring Transitions over 20 years experience covering real estate sales, uh, account development, and sales management. She has been a Northwest resident for over 49 years and is excited to provide much needed services to the Northwest families. Caring Transitions services are solution-based and designed to help families navigate home transitions due to moving uh, moving aging parents to senior housing, relocation, divorce, or death. No matter the scope of the project, they seek to streamline the process and minimize stress. And, you know, we have a, a, a quite a few guests that come in in different arenas when it comes to helping our senior community, um, our parents and our grandparents. And I think this is an you know area sometimes that can be pushed off to the side um, and not dealt with in a time um, that it should be mm-hmm. making things much easier. So uh, today we're going to talk about how to downsize in your personal belongings and how it be- can benefit. Why do people often associate downsizing as having a negative feeling? You know, it's really interesting because I think most of us would agree uh, that the home is, you know, one of the number one assets that Mm -hmm. that a family has. And especially as, um, you know, seniors are getting older, they need to liquidate that asset in order to help, you know, take care of uh, long-term care and other needs that they may have. But I find that oftentimes they just get crippled um, by the things that are inside the house. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that change creates a level of stress. Uh, There's also this perceived loss, uh, as if giving away their things or, you know, they're going to lose memories, they're going to lose experiences that they've had with the family. And then just also a lot of families that grew up, uh, you know, war babies or during the Depression, you know, you grew up that you kept things, you passed things down, mm-hmm. you know, you you held on to family history. And I think that we just have to um, continue to educate that, you know, the home is your asset, yes. And that in order to be able to move forward, you know, there's other people, there's other ways that your items in your home can be utilized. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jennifer, can you share with my listeners some examples of how um, one family's downsizing can make a difference to another family? Oh, yeah, sure. So, there's a couple things that we all will, you know, know off the top of our head. You know, when you have an estate sale, um, you know, you can you can provide affordable home furnishings, things like that for other families that maybe not might not be able to afford things going into a retail environment. Um, it also is a great way to help, you know, reduce waste, you know, recycle items mm-hmm. and um, just keep things out of the landfill, which is always a nice thing as well. Um, it also can help provide um, charitable su- support, uh, which is nice if you're donating to a charity mm-hmm. or, or things like that. And then um, it can help families reclaim lost items, um, help someone rebuild their family history, and also in some instances can change history a little bit. Yeah. So. 
Definitely. So most people understand how downsizing can provide the affordable options um, for people to uh, furnish their own homes, help reduce waste and recycle items, things that we've talked about. And how can they provide charitable support through downsizing? Well, one of them that we all know is that you can, you know, donate to an organization and get, you know, a tax write-off. Uh-huh. So that's kind of the main one. But we've also had the opportunity to work with some families where they've had collections and they've had to sell their collections and um, with the thought that the proceeds from that would be donated to different charities. And uh-huh. I actually worked with this lovely, the, this family, this lovely woman that passed away at 103. Wow. And, you know, she just has been in the Northwest her whole life and had the opportunity over her time on the earth to be able to put together a really wonderful jewelry collection. Mm -hmm. And the family was a little perplexed. They're like, you know, how how are we going to deal with this? There's so much. How do we get it out there? What's the right way to go? And we were able to do an online sale for them, liquidate that. Mm -hmm. Um, It went into the hands of a lot of families that are really excited to have it. And then all of the proceeds from that are going to be distributed to this woman's um, handful of her favorite charities. And oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so it was an instance where it was really nice that, you know, that the beneficiaries of the estate didn't need, you know, mm-hmm. that money. And they were excited to be able to be part of the liquidation process and know that it's going to help benefit some other people in need. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, yeah. and what a great way to bring the family together as right. well in, you know, a time when you've lost somebody to, you know, to come together and, and do something great like that. And, and follow their wishes. Yes, you exactly. Know, support their wishes. Yeah. So it was a really neat thing to be able that's to do. All, that's awesome. Uh, Jennifer, you had mentioned uh, how downsizing helps families reclaim lost items, uh, rebuild pa- family history, and even change history. Can you um, share some examples with that to my listeners? Oh, absolutely. So this is the one that I get the most excited about because it's one of the things that we do that you don't expect on a daily basis. And so, um, you know, everyone seems to think, oh, I've had it for 40 years, I need to keep it. And that's not necessarily true. Uh, You know, I had a recent uh, uh, opportunity to sell um, Abraham Lincoln and it's called a, a carte de visite. And uh-huh. back in the uh, 1800s, people used to hand them out very similar to like a business card today. And there was one that uh, it was a rare photo of him. And on the back, the photographer was a female photographer, and which was very unusual, unusual. back in the day. Yes, I that, imagine. That in itself. Uh-huh. And then also being able to photograph Lincoln. I mean, that's a yes. pretty neat thing. And so we sold that to a collector. And then um, what happened uh, after a period of time, I got a phone call from a gentleman and he's like, hey, I saw that you had you know, sold this card. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in learning more about it. And so you know, how it turned out is that that image um, over time had actually been attributed to a male photographer. And there was no history to be able to support that until that card was sold and there was a record of it and a photo mm. record of it online. And so I was able to provide him um, the support that he can then take that to the National Archives and say, no, this was actually taken by this photographer and it will change history in a small way. Wow. But, you know, it's a it's a fun story for me because my little piece of the puzzle and the yeah. family's little piece of the puzzle was able to change you know, history in a small way, which is wonderful. And then, you know, we've also had examples. Uh, there's a gentleman from the turn of the century. His name's John Court, and he is well-known um, entertainer and is known for um, 
basically building the Moore Theater. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Um, I got a call from his grandson, and he saw a photograph that we had online that we were selling, and he's like, hey, that's my dad, or that's my grandfather. Uh-huh. Do, do you know who purchased that? And I'm like, yeah, well, let me get you in touch with him. So I was able to connect the two of them, and he was able to actually um, buy back those items, and now it's part of his family history that he's wow. trying to build for his family. Oh, my gosh. You know, so it went from this, you know, handsome man yeah. and a really neat old frame photo to yeah. getting back into the hands, <clears throat> pardon me, of the actual family. And then, um, you know, another fun example is a gentleman that I noticed was buying a lot of uh, woven baskets. And a lot of them were from um, the Macaw tribe that okay. most people are familiar with. Uh-huh. And after a couple of times of him coming in and purchasing those, I'm like, well, tell me what's going on. Are you a collector? And he goes, no, actually, he goes, my grandma made these. And so he could tell by the way the basket was woven mm-hmm. and, and little pieces of her um, style that those were his grandmother's basket. So he was purchasing those and bringing them back into the home. And oh so I just love that, you wow. know. So when you think that you're giving up these things, yeah. sometimes it's just benefiting families in other ways. And they're so grateful to have those back. You know, and what, what a great thing to have those um, those stories. And I just, um, I'm just looking at, you know, the name of your company again, Caring Transitions. I mean, and, you know, that you're recognizing all these special moments and what an opportunity for you to be able to share when people are having some challenges in this process of downsizing to be able to share a few of these stories. And I bet you're bringing some of them, you can bring them to tears. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, it it's is. Beautiful. It's a It's a good thing that people do. Yes, yeah. yes. So how do you believe that families benefit the most by using a professional downserving service like yourselves, Caring Transitions? Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of ways that people can benefit. I, you know, the experience, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's nice to have someone that kind of knows how to navigate, yes. you know, the different the, uh, the different paths that need to be navigated. Um, also, um, we just help people, you know, save time. Yeah. You know, it can be so difficult for a family to come in and try and do this on their own. And so we help support that. It's also for us, they're not our things. They're not our belongings. We yep. just get to kind of be a caretaker of them for a mm-hmm. short period of time. And so there's not that emotional, deep emotional connection. So we can really help families make logical decisions about what's the best next step for their things. But a highlight for what you guys are doing, you've got the emotional connection to understand what's happening with them and pulling that emotional connection, just like you said, away. So I just, you know, it's just a real a real shout out for what you guys are doing and sympathizing and understanding what they're going through. Through. And just to I provide sort uh, support on yes on, yeah is a is a great thing too yeah so so Jennifer when should a family start the downsizing process you know it's never too soon I, I would I could understand it's never too soon <laughs> yeah. you know I would say that the most important thing is you know if you give yourself time uh, the more time you can give yourself mm-hmm. the better you know most projects can be taken care of in about you know two weeks. But the biggest challenge I think you'll find is just being able to get uh, on someone's schedule. And Uh so the the more time that you give um, yourself, uh, you can plan out the smoother the transition can be and less stressful. So as soon as you know there's a hint that maybe this is something that's on the horizon, just talk to someone. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to make a phone call, schedule an appointment, and um, just learn more. Yes. Yeah. So, Jennifer, for um, uh, children that are listening out there thinking about their parents, grandparents, other family members, um, how should they be getting involved in this process? 
You know, however the senior or however your parent wants you to be. Okay. Um, I think that it's very common for family members to go in and say, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And that's not really what the family member needs. Okay. So ask questions, listen, say, mm-hmm. you know, how can I be of, you know, the greatest support? What do you want? What do you need from me? And um, I think that you might find what you, th- what families will find that what they think that person needs versus what they really want are two different things. Yeah. So start asking questions. Yeah. Find know. out find out what they want. Yeah. So uh, do you have any of your clients ever just, you know, walk away and say, hey, you guys are the professionals, take care of it, do what you want, and let they, me know when you're done. They do, actually. That seems kind of scary. <laughs> but. It, well, it can be for a lot of people, but, you know, think about it, too. As mm-hmm. I said, you know, this part can be very crippling to yes, people. Yeah. And so there's a part where you, there's a, a point where you just need to kind of trust in the process and trust in a professional and know that, you know, our best interests are your best interests as yeah. well. And so there's a lot of different ways we can support families. But a lot of times when, you know, they live out of state, uh, they have their own, you know, families they need to care for. Mm-hmm. It's not possible to spend the time and the effort that's needed to do it properly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we can still work on, you know, one-on-one. There's a lot of great ways to communicate with family members, even if they can't be present. Yes. So, um, yes, we have that happen quite a bit. Yep. And, um, you know, we can be really efficient that way. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming into studio. Um, give a sh- uh, shout-out, and I'll give a shout-out on, uh, on uh, Mike here for Ian. Tell him I said hello. We'll have him come in again sometime soon. Perfect. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe we will. <laughs> uh, if you want to connect with um, uh, Jennifer at Caring Transitions, one 855 is the uh, show number, but you also can go to themoneyr.com and go ahead and just type in Caring Transitions in the search and you can listen to all of uh, previous podcasts and all other information will be there. Jennifer, thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up next on The Money Yard, redefining your history of trauma into your story of triumph. I have Jennifer Maloka with Woohoo Coaching right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Hi, I'm Minnie Driver, and I'm here to share some important information about ovarian cancer. Although it's more common in older women, ovarian cancer can affect women of all ages, even in their 20s. There is no early detection test, and symptoms can be subtle. But even though you can't see it, you can take steps to get ahead of it by knowing your risk factors, such as family history of cancer and presence of gene mutations like BRCA. So talk to your family and talk to your doctor. Knowing this information will help you take control of your health and be more aware of the vague signs that could indicate ovarian cancer. We're learning more every day, and we will continue our collaborative research for diagnosing and treating this devastating disease. Be proactive, know your risk factors, and the sooner the better. Just because you can't see ovarian cancer doesn't mean it's not there. To learn more about the symptoms, risk factors, and research, go to su2c.org slash ovarian love to golf while supporting children and seniors in our community join us at the seattle king county realtors charity golf tournament august 1st at fairwood golf and country club in renton proceeds will benefit two of our most deserving local charities sound generation senior services and the burn children's recovery foundation this fundraiser is presented by seattle king county realtors affiliates and young professionals network for more information and to sign up for your tea time, go to nwrealtor.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. 
Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 16th show, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 or go online at themoneyhour.com to discuss anything regarding money uh, with the guests that I have in studio or myself. Right now, first time that I've had in studio, Jennifer Maloka with Woohoo Coaching and very excited, Jennifer, for our conversation. Um, sometimes I bring a little bit twist, a little bit different twist in the show. The, the show is called The Money Hour because it's about everything regarding your money and experts that you need to have a good financial plan and a safe space for your family. And we're going to be talking about health and your mind. And that's really, really important if you want to have a successful financial life as well. Isn't that right, Jennifer? Absolutely. A little background about Jennifer. Jennifer is a nationally quoted certified horse assisted life coach, author, Reiki and shamanic healer, uh, inspirational storyteller and founder of Woohoo Coaching. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited and excited for my listeners to hear my conversation with you. Jennifer is on a mission to enable enable, um, individuals dealing with grief, trauma, and navigate relationships to heal by empowering them to redefine their stories. Her high-impact healing retreats and workshops have empowered hundreds of women and men across the nation to authentically release deep trauma, establish healthy boundaries with anger, Without Without anger, anger, no anger, create more life balance and to live the life that they love. Her ultimate vision is to use her gifts and experiences to spread world peace among humanity and global scale. So excited again, Jennifer, to have you here in studio with me. And uh, to start out, why are you an expert in healing from abuse, trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD? Wow. Um It is wow. It is wow. Uh Actually, it is really, really wow. I come from a place of experiencing profound healing, uh, profound trauma throughout my entire life. Okay. And the different healing processes that I've experienced to deal with the various traumas I've experienced, including post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a traumatic brain injury a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and my husband of 25 years left me on my 50th birthday after 25 years of marriage and 27 wow. year relationship. And that was on kind of the, the final straw, we'll say, mm-hmm. that broke the camel's back to a certain degree. And I've used all of my healing tools that I've gained over the years to mm-hmm. deal with other various traumas to be able to transition from a history of trauma yes. to redefine my story yeah. and celebrate living authentically the story of triumph that I get to live right now. I live the most incredibly peaceful, Mm love-filled life ever, and I'm happy and joyful. And that's why I do the work I do to help Mm -hmm. others who've experienced trauma such as myself so that they can unhook from their history of trauma, which Mm -hmm. trauma will define us to a certain degree and make us who we are and all of that. However, it's when we hook, when our history of trauma, we identify so tightly with it mm-hmm. that we really can't 
live a happy, joy-filled life because we don't feel like we deserve it. Yeah, and I'm I'm a big believer, Jennifer, in um, uh, learning to fail is one of my my personal core practices. And really, the the harder the challenges that we go through, the bigger difference that we're going to be able to make and to help someone else. So I just I love that. So how can you detach who you are from your trauma stories? Well, that that is. When we experience anything in life, positive, negative, it starts mm-hmm. cellularly in our body. And when we have a trauma, when we experience a trauma, it is stored cellularly. Uh-huh. And the work that I do is all based in gestalt psychology, where we experience the emotion. We never have to relive the trauma again, mm-hmm. but we do need to experience the emotion so that we can release it fully from our bodies. And I'm a very strong advocate that God blessed us with tears to wash away the pain. Yeah. And so I like that. It, it's in order to really be free, mm-hmm. we have You've to You've got to release that. We have to release yes. that. And that's when and it's it, it's been really interesting when I was able to finally disconnect my history of trauma with my story of who I am. Mm-hmm. I was lost. Well, if I'm not my trauma, who am I? Sure, sure. And so I you know, the steps that I've taken to figure out who I am. And I looked for some for a certain amount of time. I actually looked outside of myself. Well, how do you see me? How uh-huh. do you experience me? Uh-huh. And so when I work with clients, I'm able to help them create, you know, not only unhook, but give them the framework to thrive in creating the story that they want to be living of a yeah. life they are madly in love with. Makes sense. So Jennifer, how can you break the cycle of unhealthy relationships? Because unhealthy relationships can bring in, uh, you know, devastation to a lot of areas of your life. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So we are attracted to what we're used to. Mm -hmm. So if we had unhealthy relationships modeled for us, if we've experienced living in an unhealthy relationship, then that's what we're going to gravitate towards, even if we don't want it, because it's familiar to us. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about identifying those behaviors. And then if you think of ourselves as, um, we'll say, I'm going to use the computer analogy. Okay. So we have operating systems that are humming along in the background. Mm Mm-hmm. Many times we don't even know what that system is, that operating system is, but those are stories, those that limit us, that prevent us from experiencing the financial wealth or the relationship health Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. whatever. And it's when we're able to identify, oh, that's the operating system that's no longer serving me. It did serve a purpose at Uh one time, but then we're able to identify what that that operating system is, uninstall it and reinstall a new one, a healthy one that allows us to make choices to have a healthy relationship and the healthy relationships quite often, they're really, they're uncomfortable because they're unfamiliar. Yes. Yeah. You're going with the, the familiarity, which in this case is not the right no. um, space. And, and they might also look different. Yes. But it, it, the, the, even if the person or relationship might look different, uh-huh. when you unfold everything, it can still be the same relationship. 
It's the looking for the, the patterns of similarities. Got it. Got it. So let's talk about it. I'm excited to go out to uh, the ranch, spend some time with you at one of your workshops, which is coming up. Uh, so let's talk about, you know, how you work with, and you say partner, you're partnering with the horses to help in the healing process. Share, uh, share with my listeners. So in a very, very, very real sense, they are my healing partners mm-hmm. and they, they make me look really good. <laughs> you know, I got to say, um, from, from a history of trauma, when we have, when we've experienced trauma, we become the prey, mm-hmm. right? We have been preyed upon sure, by someone, of right? Yep. Horses are prey animals. Mm-hmm. So they are able to, and they, how they have survived all this time is through being able to rate, read energy and intent. Uh-huh. And to a certain degree, body language as well. But really, they, they tap into w- what we believe about ourselves okay. and who we are, really are inside, mm-hmm. not the facade that we show the world. Okay. They are living, breathing, walking BS meters, uh-huh. <laughs> which I love. And we we are all spiritual beings mm-hmm. walking around in little human suits having a human experience, yeah. yes. right? But so many of us, because of our trauma, we are in our head and everything is all about, you know, thinking, thinking, thinking. Mm-hmm. We don't want to necessarily tap into all of our knowledge that's stored within ourselves because it's painful. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's wi- it's when we are able to connect our heart and mind, we have a direct connection to God, our source. And the horses help us create that environment of safety. Got it. And when you have not been called out until you've been called out by a 1,200-pound mute. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Honestly. And, and when we drop into our hearts, they're, oh, tell me more. They are yeah, fascinating. They really. just come right to you. And when we are up in our head, they walk away and say, you know, that grass over there looks so much more interesting than what you all you have so going how on. So how the horses are reacting to you is an indicator of what's going on inside. Absolutely. Just amazing. Absolutely. So uh, redefining your story and living a balanced life, how do you help people there? What I help them do is I, I help them redefine their story by helping them understand what a healthy boundary is okay and how the how it's okay to have a healthy boundary and have no anger involved yes most people that especially women they can't have a boundary unless they get angry and uh-huh. they feel taken advantage and walked over things like that so when we have a healthy boundary and are able to enforce it without anger it actually helps all of us relax and get along better. And we are able to then become leaders of our own life and the leaders that we need to be to successfully live a life we love filled with peace and joy. Yeah. And and you do. You need to be a leader for yourself in order to then be able to expand and be a leader and be better for other people. Um, I've got to wrap up the show here, but I want to um, ask about Red Velvet rope policy. What is that? Yeah, the red velvet rope policy is being able to decide, yes, you get to go in. Uh No, you do not get to go in. And that comes back to having healthy boundaries and being a leader and knowing what it is I want, what Uh is best for me, and not being afraid, you know, standing in my, my bravery, my authenticity, authenticity, and saying yes to me. 
and just only allowing the highest quality, most fabulous people into my life. That's the red velvet rope policy. And I help, I help clients learn how to do that as well. That is so awesome. Um, uh, do a uh, call to action. How do my listeners get in contact um, to join me? Because I'm going to be there at your next um, retreat that you're going to have. I have a Redefining Your Story intro event that I offer once a month. Okay. And for July, mm-hmm. it is uh, Friday, July 22nd from 2 to 4. People do have to reserve a spot because there are limited spaces available. Okay. If you contact Jennifer at woohoocoaching.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R at W-U-H-O-O-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. They can uh, send me an email and I will reserve a spot for them. And I do have one coming up in August and another in September. Okay. Um, If you missed that, just call the show 1-855-411-50. 1-855-411-50. I'll get you connected. And if you just got a couple spots for July, I'm going to be there if you want to meet me too. So connect with me. I'll connect you with Jennifer. That's it. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming into the studio. Really appreciate it. And Um, Just a thank you. And this is your host. I'm signing off. uh, Tina Mitchell right here on 1150 AM KKNW. I will be here next weekend. Same time, same place. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks. The preceding program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information.